What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. This is our last episode of September. I feel like I always say this every month, but this month I really mean it. I feel like September flew by. Throughout the summer, I feel like the months just did not go by this fast. Like August seemed to go by pretty slow, and now we're almost at the end of September. Like, literally two days left so with the seasons changing and with winter coming up and all of that i really wanted to talk about today romanticizing your life and specifically romanticizing womanhood take that however you want but we're gonna go into something kind of a little more specific so thank god y'all i got my new york city library card and the first book i got was eve's hollywood by eve babbitts if you don't know if you haven't listened to my podcast for a while or watch my vlogs Last year, I went through a big Eve Babbitts phase. And if you don't know who she is, she's an author, like artist from, I believe, the 70s. But she was discovered by Joan Didion, which I'm sure a lot of you know who that is. She kind of has a similar vibe, but a little more, a little less serious, a little more carefree and messy almost. I saw a review on Goodreads of one of her books, like, and I feel like one of you commented this or maybe I said it and then someone was like commented oh my god that's so true but it was like her books are about like hot doing hot girl things like being a hot girl doing hot girl things um but she lived in LA in Hollywood she dated a lot of you know celebrities and actors at the time she was just kind of like an it girl a party girl kind of like in the mix and she has a few novels and a few books like Eve's Hollywood that are just kind of short stories um about her life and about living in LA and all of that. So this is one of her novels called Sex and Rage. I really like this one. It's like, the, it'll be loosely based on her life. Like the main girl in this book um, is kind of loosely based on her, you can tell. I really like this one though, because it's based in LA and then she goes to New York and it's just kind of like, I remember reading this thinking, oh my God, this is so, this is so crazy. I'm reading this right now when this is about to happen to me. So with that being said, these books kind of help me to romanticize my life and just being young and being a woman enjoying that something that really helps me live my life and just kind of how I live my life is just looking at situations or at people or just at moments through the lens of art that sounds so pretentious and annoying but you know what I mean? in sex and rage for example she makes friends with this guy I think he's gay or maybe it's kind of unknown if he's gay or not but he always hosts these really elaborate dinner parties and just the way she's describing going to the first dinner party and like the vibes and the people that she meets and just like the decor and the food it's like that's how I will look at situations or if I'm like uncomfortable or feel a little like shy I will try to look at a situation through that lens of like this is gonna be interesting kind of like living your life as if it's a movie but it's just kind of like romanticizing it you know because sometimes someone will have really bad vibes or really sketch vibes but when you can kind of look at it as like oh this is part of the story like I guess it's kind of like for the plot but that's kind of like that's kind of different and then when you're living your life looking at it through that lens it just kind of makes everything a little more fun dress yourself what kind of foods you eat just how you carry yourself you know if i put like a book in my bag i'm just like this just adds like another level of chic so reading a book like this like sex and rage i okay side note i really honestly have not really been enjoying eve's hollywood i would recommend starting out with long days fast company and that one i remember she has this married guy that she's kind of dating, kind of like hangs out with, goes on dates with sometimes. 
and just the way she's like describing that and writing about that and they go to Dodger Stadium just the conversation with them like it's so real but it's also so poetic so glamorous but then also kind of like ew like she's literally talking to a married guy but then it's also relatable even if you've never been in that situation i just find it more and more fascinating the older i get and the more i learn about things and peep things just like how idiotic most people think most men think specifically <laughs> about women they will just never really understand a lot of men have this very false confidence i'm not even saying that to be like shady or rude <laughs> but i think society just instills in young boys like okay this is how you need to be you need to be the alpha you, you know this is what masculinity looks like this and that and so a lot of men have this very like inflated ego but it's very delicate and it's it doesn't really have a strong foundation i've also been watching succession and <laughs> I, like, it's so funny because I know the finale came out. And just even before that, like, I would always see so many memes about Succession and, like, Kendall. And, like, oh, my God, Kendall's such, like, a baby girl. He thinks he can, like, do all of these things. But then, like, he's really just scared and insecure and, like, wants his dad's approval. But he tries to put on this front of, like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like, very cocky. But it's not real true confidence or like strength and it just sucks when you have a crush on somebody or you think a, a male celebrity is cool like you you like their art you like what they do you think you like them as a person and then they just say the most like whack misogynistic shit like i think drake is a really good example and i don't even just mean like in lyrics or whatever but just like literally what they say and how they act that's why i think it's so important to have role models i guess or just examples women that you connect to whether it's personally in your like life like as a friend or something or like an author or through art who accurately represent what your experience is in life and as a woman and that's why it's so important to have girlfriends and to be able to talk about what we go through because you know through a man's mind it's like that perception is going to be so inaccurate and as i get older i just appreciate more and more having you know strong girlfriends having a sister and having a mom that i can talk to and just you know people in my life women in my life who get it because you don't really understand like how important it is until not even unnecessarily without it but just i feel like as i get older i just appreciate it more and more and realize like how important that is because if you were only surrounded or if you only listen to men's perceptions or like opinions about women it's like that's like what a pick me does you know trying to just do everything right for like a man's approval and then i feel like you're so disconnected from yourself and like your true sense of self because so much of that is inaccurate so Eve Babbitts, we like. Not that she's like the ultimate, you know, representation of like anything, but I think just having representations of of womanhood, bro, and sometimes that means being messy, going on a date with a married guy, not that I'm like condoning that, but you know, it happens. I think another example of that for me is Lana Del Rey. A lot of her songs, bro, you know what I hate is when people want to hate on like lana for like oh romanticizing an abusive relationship or something that is so annoying to me because it's like that's what art is 
is this turns into like a Lana Stan podcast. But you know what I mean? It's like if we can't talk about what we go through and if everything has to be so like I don't want to say like so politically correct because it's not like I'm like oh people are too woke but you know what I mean like I think people online are very annoying sometimes some people and it's like can you use discernment can you use nuance can can you use nuance there's a difference between romanticizing or promoting something and then like talking about what you were going through and I think also like (laughs) and like not to like not even in regards to Lana or like whatever example they were talking about of like romanticizing an abusive relationship. But I think in a situation like that too, it's really hard for a lot of women. That's why it's so hard for a lot of women to get out of a situation like that because you have all these conflicting feelings and emotions and that's how a manipulator gets you or how a narcissist gets you or preys on you because they know, you know, you're going to have all these conflicting feelings in you and you're gonna be addicted to them and like the breadcrumbs that they give you whatever so it's like okay so are we just not allowed to talk about like what we go through because oh we're we're romanticizing it and I mean I'm sure there's specific examples where it's like oh maybe she shouldn't have said that but this that's not even what I'm talking about this episode is brought to you by Shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, so moral of the story is make art, consume art, don't consume content. (laughs) Side note, also... The past few months, I've just been watching less and less TikTok. Like, I barely go on TikTok now, which is not good for me as a creator because I need to be on top of trends and, like, I need to be creating these TikToks, okay? Like, but I just feel like it's really changed as a platform. And there's just, like, all the, I feel like once Cap, the CapCut templates started becoming very trendy, Things just changed. Like, I don't want to scroll and, like, see all these random people's edits of themselves. Like, I don't care. And I will literally click not interested and they keep showing up. And then also the TikTok shop, which, again, I know as a creator, it's like, oh, that's, like, a tool for me to literally support my business. But it's annoying. Like, I hate when you scroll and see a video and there's, like, the orange bar to, like, buy something and you just automatically know, like, okay, this is going to be sponsored. It's very annoying. And I literally remember seeing a TikTok... (laughs) about this very thing. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but like they were like, oh, this is really the golden age of TikTok because it's before, you know, it's ruined by ads. And those were the days I would watch so much TikTok. It was so stimulating to my mind. I was like addicted. And now it's like, ew, I just don't even, every time I'm on there, I like click out unless I happen to be on someone's page. I just really like their videos. But in general, it's like, I don't know. It's just like not, it doesn't really do it for me. Again, it's like I have conflicting opinions because on one hand, it's like, okay, that's less screen time. But then again, it's like as a creator, again, I need to be like on top of it, knowing what's going on and like creating because I've been making way less TikToks, not growing on there. So it's like, I don't know. I really miss 2015. Like, let's be real. I miss Tumblr. I miss just posting vlogs and like not caring 
you know, about anything, like, and not being like, oh, I need to, like, protect my privacy. <laughs> I just would post everything, basically. And, like, people would love that. And now it just feels, like, so different. And I'm not saying it's necessarily bad, but I definitely feel nostalgic for that era. It was really, like, one of the golden years, I think, of social media. I think another good year would be, like, 2011, Beauty Gurus, Mac Barbie 07, Juicy Star 07, a lot of 07. I loved Candy Johnson's makeup tutorials and her vlogs. And just like not overthinking everything. Like now I feel like I just overthink everything so much and it just feels like everything's already been done. And then as I get older too, it's like, oh, I wanna protect, you know, my privacy more. Cause you just have that realization of like, ew, anyone can watch this. Like, it's not like I wanna protect my privacy necessarily from like, my OG viewers, but it's like a random could watch this. Why would I want a random knowing all this like random facts about me? And like, I don't know. I saw this poster that really actually motivated me. And I just wanted to read it to you guys. It was like literally a motivational quote. And I was like, this actually hits. It says, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes reality. I just really appreciated that. And the more I like thought about it, the more it really started to like hit. And I was like, that is so true. Because <laughs> a lot of the times, you know, we'll have an idea, inspiration will hit, but then it's like it passes and we don't really act on it. And it's just kind of like it goes. Um, so it's not about relying on that feeling. It's like about when you have that feeling, you need to snatch it up. You need to like act on it make a plan, write something down, like make something concrete and then take the next step after that. And I think this is a really important time of year for keeping that in mind because again, like I was saying last week, you know, the year is kind of coming to a close, but we still have a few months and you can still make so much progress on whatever goal or dream you may have. Even if it's just, you know, setting a few foundation steps for 2024, you have time to do that. I love this time of year. I feel like I really get in my bag. I really get focused, but it's just kind of like, I think it's the pressure of the year ending with like, oh, summer's over. Like, and that back to school feeling too, you know? It's not over yet, bitch. And I mean that in a good way. I have a couple books on hold at the library since I have my library card now. Um, it's, I have my year of rest and relaxation. And then I have another book. I forget what it's called, but it's another novel. Like, we'll see how they are. I've, I've heard, my year rest and relaxation is good. This other book I hadn't heard of, but it was like when you're on Goodreads and you just kind of like, oh, people also enjoyed this book. Um, it's another like, ooh, girl. I think both of the books I got were like, oh, girls in New York City, but like in the early 2000s or I can't remember if the other one's like in the 80s or something, but it's like, I was like, oh, relatable. It sounds kind of good. So I hope they're chic, but if you haven't read an Eve Babbitts, I would recommend. It's just like fun, fun and lighthearted without being... Like, you kind of feel chic when you're reading it. Like, it's not fun and lighthearted, like, junk food books reading, you know? You know when you read a novel and it's just, like, so poorly written or it's just a little... The tone is almost a little too modern to where you feel like you're reading, like, one of your peers, like... I don't know, like, just something bad. <laughs> It's not giving that. Like, it's giving chic and elegant, but then it's like she's doing hot girl stuff. So it's like, 
the best of both worlds. Like, you're chic, but you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> anyway, it's supposed to rain this whole week here, so we're really getting into the fall spirit. But I hope you guys feel inspired after hearing this. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week and next month. Let me know what your goals are. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone.